Good evening, my beautiful, wonderfully made siblings in Christ. Thank you for listening in to the Girls Preparation Podcast, where you get to prepare with your host, Ariana, or you can call me Ari. Um, We are going to be talking about this week, the qualities of a wife. This is a safe space, but also a learning space for all of us. And you may be wondering, Ariana, why are we talking about the qualities of a wife? Well, it's because we all, or many of us, dream about our wedding days and how that will go. And some of us already have it planned out. And I think it's very important for us to understand what God says a wife is before we even consider marriage. But before we get into today's word, we are going to pray, say a quick little prayer just to let God in because he's the reason why we're doing this today. So Father God, you are miraculous and amazing. We thank you for your will as it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For many of us, we long for that partner that you have set aside for us to fulfill our destinies. For some of us, we are with that person but still have a long way ahead of us. We thank you for preparing us to step into a beautiful union under you. We thank you for intentionally choosing that person for us to show us how much you really love us. We know that your love will reflect through that person, so we thank you in advance. We thank you for making us your bride, providing for us, and also teaching us self-love. We know that you have given us everything we need already. Father God, we thank you for the gifts you have placed down on the inside of us that only our God-ordained husbands can add on to. You said to be fruitful and multiply, and with you, we know that that can only be done in our future marriages. Thank you for being our first love. We will always love you and we love you now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, ladies, now we can read, um, get into our text. We're going to jump right into it. Um, We're going to be in Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31. I know y'all have probably heard um, be a Proverbs 31 woman, but that is because it is based on the characteristics of a wife. I have the Life Applications Bible, and the title of this passage is The Wife of Noble Character. So as we dissect this text together, we may interpret it differently, but I just want you to know that that is okay. I'm just sharing what the Holy Spirit put on my heart about the text. Okay, so let's get into it. So the text reads, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, no harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flask and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grabs the spindle with her finger. She opens her arm to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. 
She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you suppress them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. So I know that that was a lot of text for y'all and we just gonna go through it in portions and I'm gonna take pretty big chunks and just kind of talk about them. So first we're gonna start in verses 10 through 11. It says, a wife of noble character who can find. She is far worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. So when I think about this text and I think about what God is saying that a, a characteristic of a wife is, it makes me think of someone who is whole. Because if you meet a guy or if you meet your husband, I feel that he would know that you were whole and that you had confidence before you met him. I know we've had those times where we could like pinpoint someone and say like she does not love herself. You could tell that she does not love herself. But when you do see a woman that does love herself, you can also say that as well. So when I think about that text, I could just imagine like a woman, it doesn't matter what she looks like or her background, but she has full, like she is fully in love with herself. She knows what she's worth and she's not about to sit here and waste no time with nobody. And so when her husband comes along, he like, yeah, like I know my shardy bad and not even just that, but just knowing that his wife is, um, is definitely someone who is fully confident in herself and her abilities to chase her dreams. So that is what I think about when I look at that part. So the next part of the text, oh my goodness, y'all, I'll be fumbling over my words, but the next part of the text that we're going to get into is verse 12. It says, it says, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. So when I think about this part and what I've learned from... I would say younger male pastors of what they interpret this text. I feel like we have to incorporate what men think about this because if you're going to marry a man, you all, I think you honestly need to understand like the male point of view. So when I look at this text, to me, when it says she brings him good, not harm, it means that your heart desire, what you desire for him is for him to always be well, for him to um, feel good, to... And that means like boosting up his confidence, ladies. Yes, I know. But just doing the things that makes him feel more empowered to be a man. But what I've learned from male pastors um, is that when they say she brings him good, not harm, the way that they interpret it is that you, it's, it's, let me just give you an example. So say that your husband comes home from work and there's a whole bunch of problems that he hasn't even gotten to yet in the house. But every single time he comes in the house, all you do is remind him of the work that needs to be done. It's not like no love and tender greeting. It's a, you still haven't do this. Are you going to do this? And basically it's like a nagging spirit. And in that nagging spirit, you're bringing him harm because you're not bringing him peace. And that is what, like I've learned that men, when they, read this text that is what they think when it says she brings him good not harm so it is important to take that into consideration because um as men and women we're like 
Venus and Mars, I know you've heard that. So we definitely interpret things a lot differently. Okay, so the next part that I want to get into, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, is I'm going to verse 15 and 16. So it says, she gets up while it is still night and she provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. So when I think about that, I just think that it means that everyone connected to her is connected to overflow. So she's not only making sure that her family is eating and that they good, but if she's a boss, if she got a business, everybody that is connected to her is eating. Like there is nobody that is in her business that is not eating. And I feel like um, verse 16 really complements this well because it says she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So out of the earnings that she gets from being just a boss, she also has a vineyard that she plants so she's she's breaking generational curses she's making sure that um all of her things are profitable now i love the word vineyard like when god first revealed this text to me when i was trying to understand what does it mean to be a wife now i love that word because vineyard to me is anything that holds value and i actually looked up what a vineyard was because i didn't know and it is a field of grapes that you can make wine with and that is very profitable in today's age but when i think about vineyards i think about your education the different businesses and lscs you own just um and even your home because your home holds value and how you treat your home it shows how you feel about it so i definitely like love that part of the text and i feel like god is saying that a wife of noble character is someone who takes care of everyone connected to her and also takes care of her business and she and she knows that it's profitable so that is just one of my favorite mm, it's my favorite that's basically my favorite part and I've been like looking at my own vineyards in life and just like I just love them and I think that <laughs> I think that God definitely blesses us with them and when he blesses a woman with her vineyard she she goes at it and she goes at it hard I don't know a woman that is that is not passionate oh my goodness I'm sorry y'all I don't know a woman that isn't passionate about something that she has started or created like I I just think that, that is just such a beautiful quality that he gives to his to his wives okay so now we gonna go jump down to verse 20 it says she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy and when I and I was thinking about this I was like how do I want to explain this to your people God and I was like service God is service and there's different ways to do service for people other than like the different jobs that we go into but I think just if you know you have a little bit more and sometimes you don't you might not have a little bit more some of us have children and some of us um, don't have children but still doesn't mean that we have the money to spare but even being giving to the poor it doesn't necessarily have to be money it could be like oh this person was blind and needed help walking across the street or I have this blanket that I no longer use and I know somebody else will need it and so you you're giving it to them because it's a little cold out here now y'all we need to start thinking about that but anyway sidetracked I definitely think that um this part of the text just basically talks about how we can give service to people who really need it and there's multiple ways to do it like you could donate to churches you could donate to um to different organizations that talk about things that you care about just be giving 
and give service to things and pour into things that you care about but also into people because God ultimately loves people and he wants us to serve him and we have to serve people as well so that is just what I think about with that text that God thinks that or knows I'm gonna say he thinks but God is saying that a woman that is a wife is someone who understands the concept of service another one of my favorite parts of this text is verse 21 it says when it snows she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet so when I think about that I'm thinking of someone who is so blessed and so provided for that she not even the winter time of um, not even the winter time of it just being cold outside, but the winter time of when the marriage gets rocky or when the marriage gets shaky. She is so confident that things will work out because she she knows that she is a woman of God, that she's under God, and that he's always going to take care of her and provide for her. So that is one of my favorite verses. Well, I like, I think I like the whole thing. But it is one of my favorite verses because a woman that is does that doesn't fear anything else but God. And I know it talks about that later, but she doesn't fear that, you know, when it gets cold that she won't be able to have or provide because God is providing for her. And then it already said that she was profitable. She had her businesses going and she was, and her husband was fully confident in her. So yeah, this is a very strong woman. This is someone who lacks nothing. Like she has it all. If you ask me, this is someone who has it all. And not saying that, you know, she don't have her moments where she feels low, but she gets back up, baby. She ain't staying down there that long. So that is basically what I feel like that text is saying. Now, I know verse 23 is not really pertaining to the wife. It's more about the husband. But because of who the husband is, it tells you the type of wife that she is. So it says in verse 23, her husband is re respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. So she just ain't out here picking nobody. And I'm not even saying that she went outside and was looking like this is definitely someone God sent to her. But it's just the simple fact that women of God, when they are placed together with someone, he is just as special as she is because they are equally yoked. So this person ultimately will also be like and then he highly respected it I'm sorry y'all I'm, I'm getting a little excited he's highly ex respected with everyone that they know and in in his own businesses and in, and even in her little business journeys I can't say little in her business journeys as well like that is so major that means that she just ain't out here with anybody like she make like because she knows who she is her husband gotta know who he is if that makes any sense to you and that is so beautiful and that is powerful on its own because we can't just be out here knowing who we are and then seeing the potential when people know they have to be walking in that potential and in their purposes just like we are supposed to be doing so I think that that is just a very you know they tried to slide that in there but I caught it so I just wanted to share that with y'all too because you know that's very beautiful that's very beautiful. So now we go from just to talking about like her profitable and her being confident to even bigger and better qualities of a wife, y'all. Like this, 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 the rest of this, the rest of this, they are gems. So I'm looking at now. 25 verse 25 and it said oops, I hit my head it says she is clothed with dignity with strength and dignity she can laugh at the days to come so I feel like when you are a woman of God 
when you are a child of God, but when you are a woman of God, there you're never going to be able to avoid problems. None of us can avoid problems. None of us can avoid the unfortunate parts of life. But you can always have access to God's joy and see the brighter side of things when you are connected to the source. And it's literally just a simple like, Lord, I know you're going to handle this. I'm not even going to worry about it. And it and it takes some time to get over worrying about it. But when you do get over worrying about it, you find his joy. And even in the moments where you do pray for that moment and you feel that relief, you'll be able to experience joy again. So I definitely think that that is just so, that's so important when you go into a marriage because men are very emotional creatures. So they need a woman that can find joy in even the most brutal situations because life can get, the devil will start attacking and he attacks in every area. So men definitely, you know, men of God definitely need a woman that can be the light and be the joy when things are getting rough and it should be vice versa. But I definitely think that that is just such an important quality when considering going into a kingdom marriage. So yeah, y'all. So we are gonna get into the next part okay so this next quality she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue because of the experiences this woman has been through and will go through she is vigilant she is watching what is going on around her and she's also learning so the advice that she will give and the advice that she will um, be able to tell her children and her husband it will be of wisdom and she'll be able to put strength into her family and the reason why I feel like um, God is saying that well it's obvious but God is saying that this woman is wise is because he's gonna allow her to go through some things so that she can be able to um, have the character and the mindset and and the words to say when her husband is going through some things or when her children is going through some things and faithful instruction is on her tongue. So if God gave her a word, she not gonna twist it, she not gonna sugarcoat it, it's gonna come out how it's gonna come out. And so I think that is definitely like a beautiful quality that we have as women that our husbands um, will definitely appreciate. And I know y'all have that in you. Like I know y'all got most of these qualities in you. But anyway, we gonna go to this next one. After verse 26 and 27, it says she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Now that is just powerful on its own and that is a queen mentality. So she is not over here worrying about what Stacy up the street got and it says in her household, but I think that it is more than just in her household. So she knows her children is gonna be great. They gonna, out, they gonna do better than her because that's what she want for them. But she also ain't worried about Susie up the street because Susie up the street might be doing good and might be comparing herself to, to her, but she ain't worried about none of that because she knows that she is also great. She is also connected to the source. She is also blessed. She is living life abundantly too. So she ain't got no reason to be envious and because she is a wise woman like the last passage said if she ever did feel those feelings creeping up on her she gonna pray it right off of her she gonna pray that right off of her and rebuke the devil because ain't ain't no way just ain't no way she knows she blessed what she gotta look at what somebody else got for she won't she want them to have it so i think that you know god is saying she is not an envious woman like she's 
And I'm not saying that we haven't experienced those emotions, but when you feel it, you just pray it off for you. And I, I believe and declare that one day, if you do it so much, you'll start to realize that you really do want people to be happy. And you really do want to see people do good. And you really want people to have what's for them. And it's not about just you. Because God is bigger than all of us. It's not just about one person. I'm sorry, y'all. But that is, <laughs> I think I got a little ahead of myself. But that is definitely what I think that God is saying, like, her quality is. Is she is somebody who does not have envy or jealousy or idleness over anyone in her house. She's not putting nobody on a pedestal. But she also, also ain't shining on it, like, you know, trying to dim their light. Like, she's like, shine your light, baby girl. So I definitely, um... I love that part too, and I hope y'all do too. So then, we going into verses 28. It says, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. And then in 29, many women do noble things, but you suppress them all. So, her children arise and call her blessed. When I think about a woman that is someone her children can call blessed, it is because she is so loving and she works so hard and she looks out for the good of everyone in the house. Even if like there are certain things that the children don't agree with or certain things that the husband don't agree with, they see her genuine spirit. They see how hard she works. They see how hard she loves. And that makes them like... You know, they fall more in love with it. Like, yeah, my mom is the bomb. My um, my wife is the bomb. Like, I think that it um, just shows that this woman is, um, like, her spirit, the way that it maneuvers through the house. Like, it's a present presence that is widely appreciated and accepted. And it's a presence that that holds value in the household. And she knows it. She knows it. And so when her children and her husband call her that, I'm sure she just like, yeah, like, you know, I love y'all. Like, this is what I'm doing because I love y'all. Like, so, yeah, I think that's basically what that part is saying. So, y'all, we're going to move to the last part. We made it to the end of this text, but I hope that y'all have retained some gems from the very beginning. But we're going into text 30 and 31. So it says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her work bring her praise at the city gates. So when I think about this, I think about God saying, like, I intentionally made you the way that I wanted to make you. So, you know, when people pick out the flaws about themselves and we live in a very, very fallen world, but also a world that um, society tells you, like, you need to look a certain way, you need to go, you know, if you don't like this, you could just change it. And yeah, that's okay too. But also, I think it's just important that um, we realize that beauty is not just on the outside, y'all. It's on the inside. Like, yeah, we have some shallow men out here that will only be with someone because of the way they look. But I truly believe in my spirit that a man that is for you, that is sent from God, you won't have to worry about looking a certain way. Anyway, um, so charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now that is super, super important because if she fears the Lord, then that means she's not going to fear anything else in life. Because if she fears the Lord and she serves one master, she's not really going to think about... Um, what could stop her or what things are going to get in the way or you know things will get hard in life but I think that she will be someone who is super strong and super capable of handling anything the Lord throws at her because she's you know she don't want to dis 
disobey him. It is super scary to disobey God. Like when you feel his wrath, the only good thing about it is, yeah, you'll feel his wrath, but he is super forgiving and he will forgive you instantly. But you just got to come to him with your heart open. But the thing is, I can tell you this much. A woman that fears the Lord, she didn't already probably experience his wrath. She ain't trying to experience it again. And then on top of that, her faith was already strong. That she probably didn't even really need to do anything to um, basically have it. You know, I just I just know that when she fears, she, when it says she fears the Lord, she, she fears the Lord. And that's it. But she don't fear nothing else but the Lord. And then, so we're going to go into this last part. It says, honor her for all of her hands have done and let her work bring her praise at the city gates. So, I believe that that is for the husbands mainly. So, when we get married, our husbands should definitely praise us and honor us because it's going to be a lot of work being somebody's wife. And I'm not just saying the cooking and the cleaning because some of us in our marriages may not have to do all of that. But I feel like um, just understanding the role as a woman, just the like how soft we have to be and how um, loving and genuine that we have to be towards our partners, it, it, it's definitely going to be a learning experience. I do not believe just because you get married that you're finished learning. Like when we get married, we're going to be learning every single day better ways to communicate, better ways to approach your partner. And then eventually it might get to a day where we like, dang, we went through all of that. We put each other through all of that just to get to this point where it's just so easy and just, um, and I'm not saying that it will start off hard, but just that we got to this point where it's so easy and we know each other, but it takes time to learn people. I do believe that God handcrafted and picked it intentionally, picked it, <laughs> and picked intentionally the person that is for you and the person that um, you're set out to live the rest of your life with. And if you are in a relationship and you don't really know if that person is for you, I urge you to pray. But just be prepared for what you pray for. So if you're going to pray and ask God to let you know if that man is the one, if he says that it's not him, then I, I want you to trust him and let him go. Because when you do that, then it makes room for the person that is meant for you. But if you are with someone and you know that that person is for you, just continue to pray that... Um, that y'all keep God in the center of it and definitely bring your partner into the conversation when it comes to God. Because, yes, you do have to have your own relationship with God. But if you're going to have a man leading you, girl, he better be leading you to the Lord. And so <laughs> that is basically all I have to say about this text. Um, and I'll sum up what I've learned that a wife is. So to sum it up, after all of that, the qualities that I think that we gain before marriage and that we also learn to strengthen in marriage is um, we have to become someone who has their own and basically that means that we're that we have our own in some area but also that we have our own self-worth our own self-love our own um, you know self-confidence like we don't have to take that from other people even though people will fuel into us and feed us that because no man is ever good alone woman or man so definitely like yeah we do lean on other people but that we have to be whole on our own and then it's also someone who has character it's just not someone who is um vague and who is like this barbie doll trying to fit into the mold of the world like someone who actually has character and personality and then someone who brings good to her husband and service to the people of the kingdom 
Also, I believe that we are going to become women that take care of our possessions. I believe that God starts doing that in us young, but that it's also something that we carry into our adulthood. And when I say her possessions, I'm not just talking about like making sure that the bathroom is clean and the kitchen is clean and that, um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like making sure that her business is in line, making sure that her funds are together and making sure that um, her mental health is, is, you know, is stable. So those are like things what I mean when it says taking care of her possessions. And then also someone who works hard, is capable of having her own and being complete and has joy in his wife. Because that is going to be something that is going to add on to the marriage, help heal the marriage and uplift the marriage. I ain't married, but I just feel like those are just good qualities to have going into one. And then um, someone who's adored by the members of her household. Like she is so confident, so loving and so, you know, amazing that she don't, that she doesn't, her members in her household don't hate her. Like, you know, over time, even if they start off a little rocky, like they, they eventually like, they're like, yeah, my mom's cool people or yeah, my wife, yeah, she's, she's, she's amazing. And then lastly, the most important thing is a woman who fears God because a woman who fears God is going to go after everything she wants in life and is also going to be able to withstand the strongholds the enemy tries to place in the marriages because she's like, yeah, well, I know this is my God or dang husband, so whatever the enemy throw at us, we're going to get through it because even if it takes a long time to work through them, we're going to get through them. And that is the mentality that we must have before we go into it. Because marriage, y'all, is not going to be a walk in the park. It is not going to be a little playground. It is not going to be something that we could just, you know, play around with. You can talk to any married couple you know, and they will tell you that marriage is work. So if you really want to be married and not just dreaming about, like, the beautiful um, trust that you're aware in the day that you have all your family come together, which yes, we should look forward to that, but also just be prepared that it's going to be work. And I don't think that you should shy away from the fact that it's going to be work. I think you should lean into it, especially if you know it's on your heart to be married and that is something that you want. So ultimately, yeah, like those are all the points that I have in this text. If you seen something that I possibly didn't share it with me, I'm thinking about starting maybe like some type of page where we can all like kind of discuss the text a little bit because I know that everyone's viewpoints is crucial in understanding text. So I just, you know, I just wanted y'all to kind of listen into that today and I hope that helped y'all and I hope y'all understand like y'all are some beautiful, godly, um, blessed women and y'all will be blessed more abundantly and y'all husbands are going to love y'all and praise y'all but it's also going to be a lot of work. And either way, we're going to be good, okay? And that's all I wanted to say today. Love y'all, 